Welcome back. Uh, quick turnaround again for you. I know it's no, you're no stranger to doing that, but was it important to you to kind of keep the momentum going? Definitely. Um, I think this time last year I had like five fights already. <laughs> no, but I definitely, um, I definitely wanted to stay active. And uh, this time I actually had some time. I think both of us had about five weeks to prepare for this. So I like that. That's right on the threshold of being a too long fight camp for me where I get like um, just overly nervous and I've been thinking about one person for too long as opposed to just like training to get better. So um, so it was nice. I had just the amount of time to prepare for her specifically without like killing myself mentally. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you figured out kind of like what's ideal for you because it feels like you've done like every <laughs> circumstance possible, right? Yeah. I mean, so is this kind of like the direction you'd like to go? It's like, hey, don't give me a fight 12 weeks out, but also don't give me it three days out either? Yeah, like I, I always joke with my manager, like just uh, don't tell me I'm fighting. Like book the fight, like I'll say yes, but just don't tell me until like two weeks before. But um, I, think, I think I like having a little bit of time to prepare, especially for someone as good as Rebus. Um, but at the same time, when I have those really long fight camps, I, I, uh, I, I just uh, tend to stress out a little bit too much. I tend to focus too much on, like, one or two things as opposed to, like, rounding out my entire uh, MMA game. So I think this is the best way is just have, like, maybe a month or so to, like, really prepare for one person. But being active outside of that. Like, I'm one of those uh, fighters who train 24-7 or not 24-7, but I train all year round. Um, so I'm always trying trying to get better, always trying to uh, work on the things that I kind of messed up with my previous fights. And, uh, and yeah, it's been working out for me so far. You, you uh, talked about how good Amanda is. I mean, you saw what happened in her last fight. Obviously, she had a setback there. I mean, how, how do you look at her as an opponent? I mean, do you look at her as like a, like a specialist or did, did you learn anything from that last fight? Because it seems like a style that you could take advantage of as well. Uh, for sure. I think um, her, her striking was a little overrated after the McKenzie Dern fight. Like, she pretty much pieced her up like a boxing bag. Um, so uh, I, I think, if anything, Marina exposed that she isn't as good of a striker as she is a grappler, as she is as a judoka. And um, that's definitely the place where I win the fight, I feel like, is on the feet, uh, keeping her rushing in for takedowns, uh, avoiding the takedowns, or being able to get up as fast as possible and then keep it on the feet where she's going to be uncomfortable and where she might uh, even start to get desperate. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good game plan for Marina. She kind of put out the blueprint there. And I think it, anyone who knows how to strike uh, everywhere, strike moving forward, backward, sideways, I think they're going to give Rebus a lot of trouble going forward. Yeah, that's great analysis, and it, it seems to make sense. I wonder, we hear a lot of fighters like, well, but I don't mind going to the ground with her. I'm just as good. <laughs> I mean, do you think that's like just fighters talking, when they, or do you think they really believe that? Like, it, it would probably be in your best interest to stay on the feet, right? Um, we, we all have a lot of ego, you know, like I, I've, I've, I've been working a lot with, uh, Justin Flores, uh, and he's like an amazing judo coach. And, um, and I'm like, you know, like maybe I could take her down. He's like, no, this is the game. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> You're not there yet. Um, but I definitely, uh, you know, when you have success in the gym, uh, you you feel like you can take on these people, even if they're specialists. That's why so many people uh, go to the ground with Mackenzie Darren, even though she keeps 
subbing them, you know? Like, so uh, we all have egos, and I wouldn't be surprised if I did go for a takedown or, or try to grapple with her a little bit. Um, but uh, the smart game plan is to keep it on the feet and just piece her up and, you know, land more, land more punches, try to stop her in that way. Was there any talk behind the scenes of maybe uh, turning this into five rounds and, and taking the main event? I mean, is all, that all thing was playing out? No, I didn't get any calls. They're like, not again. <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, so I think it's pretty obvious Michelle is the reason I got the main event last time. But uh, it's all good. I think uh, I, I like knowing exactly when I'm going to fight. I, I like that I'm still on the main for now. I'm still on the main card. Uh, so that's cool. And I feel like this... If anything, gives me more of a reason to uh, make a statement with this fight, uh, just knowing that someone who, who you know, I went to a close decision with, someone who a lot of people said the fight could have gone either way, they're getting the main event and I'm not. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, a reminder, like, hey, you got to put it all out there. You can't, you can't uh, play it safe. You can't coast. You can't, like, avoid taking risks. You got to – high risk equals high reward. So you have to uh, – be a little, a little uh, tenacious in there. Nice. And last thing for me, I mean, you, you talked about you go out there and make a statement. You know, we talked about how when you had your losses, it still felt like your profile elevated during that time. But here, you know, a couple big wins in a row would be big. So what's the plan for you? I mean, do you have a path carved out as far as, like, people you want to face, how, you, you know, making your way up rankings? What's, what's the plan after this? Yeah, man. I mean, I got my list of rematches, you know. <laughs> If anything, having a, having a bunch of losses on your record makes you want to fight them again, especially when you feel like you've improved so much. Um, a lot of those girls are in the top five, so I'd love to fight them. Uh, I'd, I'd love to, um, you know, just uh, get get on the, on the way to a title fight. And I feel like if those last two losses had gone my way, I'd definitely be somebody that they're talking about. Like, same with Zhao Nan Yan. Like, she doesn't look extremely impressive in her wins but you know she's on a huge win streak so you can't deny her so I feel like a couple a couple good wins um I felt like the Yoder win was good even though I, I messed up I didn't get the finish I could have in that fight but uh, a few more adjustments I have to make and with a big win over Rebus it'll definitely uh give me uh the options of fighting higher ranked girls um and yeah I'm I'm excited about that you mentioned ego a while ago. Um, there was a video that came out of an experience you enjoyed in Abu Dhabi um, with Joshua Fabio. Oh, no. So you keep getting me in trouble, man. You need to stop asking those heated questions. But they're the best ones. I love Monster. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please don't misinterpret my last interview. <laughs> I didn't mean to get you in trouble. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, what was that experience like, if you can even remember it, just having a guy kind of berate you guys? Um, well, it was my first time sitting in on fighter meetings, so I really didn't feel like I should say anything. But um, at that point, I think I had heard Fabia talk about himself so much and the criticism that he was getting that I had to say something. Um, and, you know, it's like I watched Diego's uh, long interview with Anthony Smith last night, and, like, he makes a lot of points that like I think a lot of fighters agree with but then he goes on his tangents his like conspiracy theory tangents as well so it's it's kind of hard to not feel 
not feel for Diego and not understand his point of view. You know, everyone's point of view comes from whatever circumstances and experiences they have. And to like, uh, to like have your, your gem feel like your gym isn't backing you compared to your other teammates to feel like the UFC isn't backing you compared to other people. Um, I feel for him. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it was good that he did that interview because it gives more perspective and as opposed to just saying, Oh, he's, he's, uh, you know, getting taken advantage of, but like this Fabia guy is the only one in his corner. So of course he's going to defend him. So I understand, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> I think, I think the way he, 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 uh, he just said, let's stop the shit talk, like immediately put everyone like, you know, on guard. And uh, yeah, I just I just wish he talked more about Diego feeling upset about uh, the whole like uh, the commentary thing and everything. I wish he talked more about that than the shit talk that his school was getting online. Do you think I think Anthony said this in that interview, which if anyone's listening, I would say go watch it. Yeah. Um, Joshua might have had a point in there, but his delivery of that point just means it's, he's ruining his own stance, right? By, yeah. By, by delivering it to you guys in the way he did, it's, he's just basically saying nothing at that point because his energy is overwhelming the message. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe that's the type of person who will confront people about something when Diego is too, uh, you know, reserved to say it. But I thought it was interesting that Diego didn't sound like it, it was like the most lucid interview like he's had in years. You know, like he sounds like he he has all his shit together and then every now and then he'll just be like, oh, Instagram. And you're like, ah. <laughs> what? But, um, but it was a good interview. And I think, I think he made a lot of valid points that maybe that, uh, that um, video of the backstage, like commentary, commentary uh, berating, like he made points that that video didn't really make. Uh, but maybe those were the steps that he needed to get his view out there. Like he needed people to talk so much shit that he finally like came out and expressed himself. But yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's a weird one. Like it's really weird. Sorry for getting you in trouble. <laughs> Never answering questions again. 